jump into UFC 239, guys. Last night I had Damien and Chicky, DamienandChicky.com, over, and we did a fight companion. This was, oh wait. Oh my god. <laughs> I had some random girl just try calling me, and I thought it was James. Oh, that was bad. I picked up and hung up on her face. All right. I'm sorry, guys. But we had Damien and Chicky over last night. We did a fight companion. It was four hours. And I uploaded it onto iTunes. You guys can watch it here on the uh, Periscope page if you're watching this on YouTube or whatever. I'm going to have all the links up. And I am going to upload it onto YouTube. i got to edit a couple of things out. But if you want to see the raw footage, it's on Periscope. But holy cow. That entire card. Ben Askren getting knocked out in five seconds. Let me address this. If In case you guys didn't see the fights. There's no way. Unless you're living under a rock. Didn't see the highlights of this. Or haven't gone on social media. And see every single person on social media talking about what went down last night. Jorge Masvidal, five second KO, flying knee. And there's footage of him actually practicing this beforehand and I posted it on my page. So let me pull that up for you guys because this is impressive, but to see this footage, it's even crazier. It's even crazier. Ben Askren though, I'm seeing a lot of trolling going on from the MMA community, which obviously doesn't surprise me at all. But for the people out there that are saying Ben Askren's finished, he's done for, you're out of your mind. What are you talking about? He's 19 and one, guys. Ben Askren is 19 and one. This is his only loss. Now, I, I've seen comments, well, yeah, he's had two fights and guess how many strikes he's throwing? He's throwing zero strikes and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I understand that. And if you're Ben Askren, you, you probably don't feel good about the Robbie Lawler fight. And then this fight, five seconds, you make one mistake and it's over. Here's footage from last night's, uh, this is great. This is us reacting to the KO. Check this shit out. Masvidal is talking shit to Ben Askren. From across the cage, and now they're ready there to we go. go. Oh my God! 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 You watch that and there's no way you guys out there were doing the same thing. Screaming at the TV. My neighbors are probably so pissed. So pissed. Look at the reaction on the uh, thumbnail too. Look at Damien's face. <laughs> and then the Holly Holm fight. But before we get to the Holly Holm fight, I have to bring this up. Let me show you uh, footage of Game Red actually practicing this before the fight. Check this out. How about that? Over and over. That's that that's even more impressive now when you when you see that. When you realize that he was actually prepared for all of Ben Askren's movements, knowing what was gonna happen if he started running forward, that he was gonna duck his head. And man, you hear all of Ben Askren's uh you know, build up to this fight. Oh yeah, two pieces of soda. Takes a little bit more than that to get me full. He better bring the all entree. That was the quickest knockout in UFC history. Here's here's the clip. Hopefully I won't get flagged for this. 
out. Ben Askren just got knocked the fuck Knock out. out. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so let me also say this though, guys. It was a five-second knockout. Quickest knockout in history. But don't forget, you also had to have Herb Dean run over. So this was probably a three-and-a-half-second knockout. So does Masvidal deserve the title shot against Usman? Because listen, Masvidal and Kobe, they aren't going to fight. After a performance like that, you think about how long Masvidal has been doing this. Give this man a shot. Give this man a shot, man. This The, the entire division is uh, so exciting right now. But congratulations to Jorge Masvidal. He's such a badass. And I feel like for so long, a lot of people were undermining him. People didn't really care about Jorge Masvidal. He was kind of, you know, I don't want to say gatekeeper. He was just like in the shadows. Unless you're a diehard fan, you know, a lot of people didn't really know who Jorge Masvidal was, unfortunately. That was a huge win. But I feel bad for Ben Askren. And for the people online saying, Dana's going to let him go. Well, first, how many fights are on his contract? I doubt that he signed a two-fight deal. I'm sure it's maybe four, four-fight deals, which means he got two fights left. But now, if you're Ben Askren, you got your back up in the corner. You had the first fight. Yeah, you won. Fishy fight, though. Weird call on Herb Dean's part. You can say, you know, it was the right call. Or it was the wrong call. Which now, after, you know, looking into it and having time to digest it, I feel like a lot of people out there will actually agree with uh, it, it was the right call. But if you're Ben Askren and that's your debut, yeah, Robbie Lawler is a tough son of a bee. But you can't feel good about a win that the fans find controversial. Now you have a fight with Horry Masvidal and you get knocked out in five seconds. This pisses me off because a lot of the people out there that throw shade or troll, yeah, it's our community. When we see stuff like that happen, of course we're going to celebrate. Of course we're going to tweet out a couple funny things or like a couple funny things. But at the end of the day, guys, Ben Askren, probably sitting there right now, so depressed, so sad. And you can say, oh, well, that's what he gets. It's humble pie. It's just hard, man. It's hard. When you put yourself in these fighters' shoes, realize that they have a family. And all Ben Askren was doing was promoting his fight. Getting people excited. Same with Masvidal. Getting people excited. But yet we love watching people get knocked out and then rubbing it all in their face. Some of it's funny. Some of it really rubs me the wrong way. But for the people out there, 19-1, guys. This is Ben Askren's only loss. He's a Bellator champion. Over at one, the champion over there. Comes to UFC. He's taken on the top competition that the UFC has to offer. A lot of people go, oh, well, UFC, this is what you get when you come to the UFC. This is the best of the best. Is it? Look what happened to Mighty, or not Mighty Mouse. Look what happened to Eddie Alvarez. Going over one. Look what happens to all the guys go over to Bellator. And you could say, oh, well, they're in the later years of their career. If Ben Askren was in the UFC all these years and then went to Bellator, you'd be saying the same thing. It's a lose-lose situation for these fighters. If you, it, it, it just sucks, man. It sucks. I feel really bad for Ben Askren. 19-1, and one, though. Keep that in mind. 19-1 record. 
Dana's not going to let him go. Are you kidding me? This has been such an exciting year for MMA fans. Without superstars. That's the craziest point. Without superstars, 2019 has had perfect matchmaking. Let's move forward to the Amanda Nunes fight because that was, that really was something else, guys. Amanda Nunes going in there against Holly Holm. Now, I feel a little, a little bad for Holly Holm as well. How many title shots has she got? You know, when she was going into that fight against Ronda Rousey, Ronda was coming off the win to Betts Goheya. And immediately, it felt like two weeks later, they announced that she was going to be fighting Holly Holm. Now, Holly Holm, fresh new face inside the UFC at the time. She had a couple of fights. I didn't think she was ready for Ronda. But she goes in there, she beat her. Then I was like, all right, is she ready for the top comp uh, competition? She goes in, fights Misha Tate. She was winning the entire fight. Don't get me wrong. Then Holly gets tapped. Or she, she didn't even tap. She went out cold like a badass. But she's been hot and cold trying to get back on the train. And the UFC keeps trying to get her back on the horse. Give her the shot. Because another argument is, well, Amanda Nunes isn't that marketable. And I kind of went off on somebody today on my Twitter page. And I'll read it to you in a second. But what, you have to be blonde hair, white woman to be marketable? Do you know how many women, young girls, look up to Amanda Nunes? Just because you are... Oh, let me read what this guy was saying because it really pissed me off. And a lot of people were uh, saying the same thing that I was saying. Like Amanda Nunes, she's not marketable. All that matters, she's going there, she's starting her competition. She knocked out Holly Holm with a Holly Holm kick. She crow cop, crow cop. She crow cop, crow cop, basically. But listen, I don't care if she's not marketable. She's going in there, putting on exciting fights. That's all I care about. That's all I care about. That's what the fans care about. Now, this guy, Darren Roval. Darren Roval, at Darren Roval. Now, this guy, let's read his, uh, his bio. Business of sports betting, sports business reporter, and senior executive producer for Action Network HQ. Well, this guy says, I never said Amanda Nunes wasn't a star for the sport. She is. She just isn't marketable. And like Ronda, to some extent Holly, and even Paige Van Zandt, all blonde white women, she isn't relevant outside the octagon. There's no evidence proving otherwise. Listen, man. Do you, first off, you how can you compare anyone to Ronda Rousey? Ronda Rousey was a pioneer. She was so big because she was going there, starting her opponents in a couple of seconds, putting on exciting fights, uh, hyping up the uh, hy hyping up all of the fights. She was on the Ultimate Fighter as a coach. We got to know her a little bit better, and a lot of people got turned off. Either way, whether she was the heel or you were just tuning in because you knew she was going to put on an exciting fight, which I missed. I missed Ronda's walkouts. I missed being at the edge of my seat. You can't compare Amanda to Ronda Rousey. But now, Amanda Nunes is finishing her opponents. Now I feel like it's up to the UFC to push her. Like they pushed Paige Van Zandt. Like they tried pushing Holly Holm. Like they pushed Ronda. Like they pushed Conor McGregor. Whose fault is it? This goes right back to the Mighty Mouse thing. And you could, 
everyone is, has a, the right to their opinion. So let me know how you guys feel about this. But Amanda Nunes, she's going there and she's getting it done. She, she's the great, I asked this to Damien last night. There is no way anybody could say that Amanda Nunes isn't the greatest female fighter of all time at this point. Who else could she fight? Who else could she take out? Yeah, set up a rematch with Chris Cyborg. She knocked out Chris Cyborg. She knocked out Ronda Rousey. She knocked out Holly Holm. She knocked out Misha Tate. Give me another name. I'm waiting. Give me another name that's good, that, that will solidify her as the greatest of all time. I'll give you a second here. Let me know. There isn't anybody. There isn't any. Name one person. Jermaine Duran to me? Will that do it? Will that do it? Not, not for me. I love Jermaine. I love, uh, matter of fact, she's fighting next week. Uh, also, the return of Uriah Faber next week, which uh, I'm looking forward to. But Amanda Nunes, man, whether she's marketable or not, it's up to the UFC. Should Amanda go out and promote herself a little bit more? She's a Brazilian champion. A female Brazilian champion. She is the first lesbian champion. She is the first champion with a girlfriend in the UFC. She beat Valentina Shevchenko not once, but twice. Twice. Who else is there for her to fight? You know how many young girls look up to Amanda Nunes that feel the struggle of having to tell their parents coming out of the closet that they're a lesbian? You know how many girls out there might not have the skinny, skinny frame, hourglass, blonde hair, big boobs? That feel, you know, a little like a misfit. They get made fun of at school. They're on all the sports teams and they just want to be accepted. Amanda Nunes is that girl, is that woman for these girls to look up to. So I don't care if she's marketable or not. If there's one girl out there that looks at Amanda Nunes and feels better about herself and believes in herself more because someone just like her was able to do big things. I don't care about being in commercials. I don't care about you being in a movie. So don't come at us, Mr. Darren Rovell, and tell us. And it looks like Dana actually... Fucking attention, okay? Okay, oh, Dana responded to this guy. Here, let's see. When I hear people talk about, oh, well, this one isn't a star. That idiot. What's the idiot's name? What's the idiot? I'll give him more fucking PR here. What's his name? Ravel, okay? Guys out running 40-yard dashes and shit. This guy likes fucking attention, okay? This guy likes attention, and I'm going to give him more attention. You know, he says, uh, the worst thing that could have ever happened tonight is Amanda Nunes won. She's not a star for the UFC. So, th this is the type of stupid shit that, that we hear. Amanda Nunes, when I hear people yeah. talk about... Oh, it, it's crazy, man. It, it's so ignorant. And the fact that he brings up... oh. She isn't marketable like Rhonda or Holly or Paige Van Zandt. Once again, all blonde females. White female, all blonde white females. So I guess you need to be uh, blonde, white, and female <laughs> to be marketable. Yeah. What about all the other stars that we have in this sport that go in there and put on exciting fights? There aren't many fighters that are marketable. Unless they have help from the UFC. 
And a lot of these guys don't care about that. They care about fighting. Go back in the day. Go back in the day. Before this was the entertainment side of the UFC. And yeah, maybe I'm a little uh, hypocritical here because I do like the narratives of these fights. When, you know, there's a beef going on. And the UFC pushes for that. They want their fighters to do that. Look at Conor McGregor throwing the dolly through the tour bus. UFC gave him a slap on the hand and promoted it. Because it helped promote UFC. This is the entertainment era right now. And I feel like a lot of people are getting hung up on that. She's going in there and she's winning the fights and that's all that matters. And she's an inspiration to a lot of girls out there, even guys. And her story needs to be shared. Why isn't anybody sharing the story? I don't know. But the story's there. It doesn't need to be shoved in people's faces. All right, John Jones versus Santos. Now, there was a tweet last night from uh, Dana White himself saying, and let me, uh, let me bring that tweet up as well. I have it saved here in my photos. Apparently, there are people saying that Santos won that fight. How did you score the fight for Santos? In what way? How? Where do you see that? Where do you see that? Okay, so Brett Okamoto over at ESPN tweeted out, uh, just spoke to Dana White. He said he thought Jones clearly won that fight. Anyone who scored it for Santos should never score a fight again. Not interested in rematch. I'm not interested in rematch either. This is the thing with John Jones. Uh, going into this fight, I, I thought it was interesting because Santos, explosive. Very explosive. Remind me a lot of a Anthony Smith fight, but... I felt Santos wasn't going to really play into John Jones' game, which he did, and wasn't going to look at him as John Jones. John Jones, you can't get out of your head. When you're in there with him, it's different. You hear it from all these fighters. It's like Anderson Silva back in the day. There's a book on it. The night I fought the spider, or the night I... And it goes from, you know, Forrest Griffin sharing the story. All the guys that fought Anderson Silva back in the day, and how it just got in their head. Like, this is a figure. Look at Conor McGregor, Eddie Alvarez. Great example right there. The star power. The, not even an ego thing. It's just, these guys are a different breed. They're cut from a different cloth. And you could be fighting for, you know, 40 fights like Anthony Smith. Seen every kind of fighter out there. Well, you step in there with John Jones, you haven't seen that before. You haven't been able, you haven't dealt with something like that before. Santos last night, and he went all five rounds. I'll give him that. Going in there against John, he was very, clearly very upset last night, obviously, after losing. But you went five rounds with what people call the greatest of all time. That's something to be proud of. A lot of these people out there that, can, that want to throw shade, Try punching a balloon for five minutes without stopping. And tell me how your arms feel. Tell me how good your cardio is. Imagine going in there with your adrenaline going and you only get, what, a minute break? And you tell me if you could do that, if you can go five rounds. Not many people can go five rounds, period. So congratulations to Santos, man, just, just for being able to stand there and, and do that. And... It, 
Maybe it wasn't the most competitive fight, especially after we saw two historic fights with Ori Masvidal and Ben Askren, and then Holly Holm getting knocked out by Amanda. But John Jones, man, what do you do with this guy? Another like who 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 does he fight next? What do you do? Do you have him fight DC at heavyweight? What do you do? And then that's another thing I want to bring up. Like, whoa. I saw somebody tweet this, so I don't want to take credit for it, but why do so many fighters now feel like you have to move up a weight class to be recognized as the greatest or to, you know, impress? I guess if you went through everyone in the division and there's nothing else for you left to do, and that you need something to motivate yourself, something to wake up for and get excited about, okay. But like Henry Cejudo, he don't need to do that. Well, I guess he, I guess he does because his division's gone, but it's just a, it's, it's a crazy era that we're living in right now, guys. It really is. Let me know what you thought about last night's fights. We're going to get James McSweeney back in here tomorrow to talk about uh, what happened and moving forward with his upcoming fight going down in December. Let's, last but not least, rate this card out of 10. First, definitely worth the 70 bucks. Definitely worth every penny. Great night of fights. Edge of your seat, screaming at the television. If you missed the fights last night, man, and you woke up this morning, you saw all these headlines, all these people talking about what went down last night, there's no way you don't feel some type of way about miss. That's what makes the sport so special, man. That's what makes the sport so special. That's what life's all about. You feel alive in those moments. We're at the edge of your seat. You're hanging out with your boys. And you watch the... That is living. These are memories. And that's all we're left with at the end of the day. At the end of life, you could be married your whole life. You're still going to get buried alone. The memories, all we have. That's all that matters. And that's why I love this damn sport. That's why I love doing these fight companions, which you guys got to check out. Just uploaded on iTunes. Going to be on YouTube in a, in a couple of minutes. Still on Periscope. That's what life's all about. And I'm happy to be here and experiencing this. This is the best time to be covering mixed martial arts. This reminds me, and I've said this a long time ago on the podcast, on this podcast. When I was growing up and I was hearing all the stories about Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris, and I have, I have the pictures over there because it was just so inspiring, or Muhammad Ali. You know, the, the era, the era that they were living in, the excitement that was going on. I always wished I was able to experience that with them. Hearing my grandmother and grandfather tell me stories about Mickey Mantle. Hearing my father tell me, or I used to sit down with my father and watch the uh, Mike Tyson fights. I watched Mike Tyson bite Evander Holyfield's ear off. I always wanted to experience that. And here I am, here we are. And last night was one of those nights that you're just never gonna forget. So, with that being said, I'm going to give last night's fights 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. Let me know how you guys, uh, your streaming went. Because they tried doing something different last night. ESPN Plus. You have to have, oh, it's such a mess. You have to have ESPN Plus to buy the pay-per-view. So now you got to spend, you know, the, the $5 a month. Which isn't much. Definitely worth it. Now that I, it's definitely worth it. But for a lot of people out there, like my dad wanted to buy the pay-per-view, like he couldn't. He would, he would 
he would just say, screw this, not worth it. You gotta be a millennial pretty much to understand how to buy a pay-per-view now. You can't just go on your TV, turn it on and press okay for the pay-per-view. No, you gotta get ESPN Plus, you gotta go to this, you gotta go to that, then you gotta do this. And, and you know, Bellator is even worse. It's on five different uh, platforms, you're like, it's crazy, man. The whole, everyone says, oh, this is the streaming app. Is it though? Like, is this better? I'd rather be paying, you know, 70 bucks a month for cable and get everything on there instead of five bucks for this, uh, 10 bucks for Flight Pass, $20 for Flow Combat, $10 for DAZN, uh, $10 for this, $10 for that, the pay-per-views, the BKFC, like, is that really better? Now you have to pick and choose what you're going to watch, what you can afford. And this, my generation, we don't have money like our grandparents did. Things are way more expensive now. The last night, totally worth the $70. It was $75, almost $80. Let me know what you guys think about this in the comments down below. I'm Evil Eddie, Pure Evil MMA. You can check out all the results at pureevilmma.com. I just posted them up. Also, the links for last night's fight campaign is up there. Uh, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, you know what it is. I'm Evil Eddie, Pure Evil MMA, pureevilmma.com. And remember, without evil, there's no purity. Hey, results.